Coming to you from Silicon Valley, I'm Marcus Edwards, and I'm on the hunt for recruiting leaders, producers, innovators, and pioneers who've made their mark on the industry and can't wait to share their points of view. We'll tackle the tough topics and dig deep to find the answers you're looking for and some actionable advice you can take to the bank. So stick around and stay tuned, and welcome to Recruiting Trailblazers. Hey, it's Marcus here from Recruiting Trailblazers, and I've done a bunch of solo podcasts over the last few months on how to become a more successful and fulfilled recruiter. You know, the mindset, the methods, the magic required to really excel in this profession. Um, So now I'm going to tie some of this stuff together and give you a bit of a roadmap to become a more effective recruiter in your space. Okay, so the biggest problem I see facing recruiters today is differentiation in a market saturated with recruiters. How do you stand out from the crowd in the murky seas of mediocrity in an industry where the only barrier to entry is a LinkedIn profile and a mobile phone? Great recruiters, bad recruiters, mediocre recruiters, everyone is basically tarnished with the same brush because at one time or other, it seems everyone's been burned or ghosted by a recruiter. But here's the thing. As low as the barrier to entry is in this industry, the bar to success is nevertheless incredibly high. It's up to you to get out there every day and prove all the naysayers wrong by surprising, delighting, and generally over-delivering to everyone you interact with in your role as a recruiter. Now, let me just say one thing. I've been a recruiter for over 20 years, and it's not getting any easier. There's more competition, markets are tightening up, candidates are harder to reach, there are more distractions than ever before, plus you have to schedule almost every single phone call, which basically sucks. Just organizing and scheduling takes a big bite out of the day and massively reduces the advantages of getting into a flow state. Recruiting is bloody hard. But I think with the right mindset and approach, you can massively stack the odds in your favor and basically enjoy the fruits of your labor amongst the top 5 or 10% of recruiters. So this week on Recruiting Trailblazers, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is switching from a transactional recruiting mindset and methodology to a relationship-driven mindset and methodology. Let me just say this to start off with. The long-term relationship value of earning trusted advisor status with all of your prospects and candidates, some of whom you'll place, most of whom you won't, significantly outweighs the short-term transactional value of viewing that prospect only through the lens of the role you're currently looking to fill. In other words, stop trying to sell your role and start trying to build solid relationships first. This way, the people you target who aren't right for the role or end up not getting the job can all become important players in your network. So it's crucial to dignify them with the same white glove treatment that you give the people who are a good fit and do get the job. Especially, by the way, since... The people you don't place massively outnumbers the people you do by a factor of at least 10 to 1. I mean, talk about a missed opportunity. You've got to give all the people you interact with the same incredible candidate experience, regardless of whether they're suitable or interested in the role. You've got to become a trusted advisor to everyone you talk to and build relationships that can stand the test of time. So what's the most compelling reason to take this approach? Well, let's back up for a minute. 
One-to-one recruiting has been the de facto methodology for recruiters to identify and communicate with prospect candidates and clients for many years. And to a certain extent, it still works. Although recruiters and salespeople alike have been seeing diminishing returns over the last few years to their cold outreach efforts. Email, cold calling, and even emailing results have been on the wane as recruiters have been finding ways to combat these declines by operating at an ever-increasing scale and really ratcheting up the volume of their outreach. Now, whilst operating at scale goes some way towards driving the results recruiters are looking for, it nevertheless ignores, for the most part, the actual reason that the industry has been seeing those declines. And that is this. Nobody wants to be sold to anymore. People instead want to opt in to networks and communities that offer them tremendous value and upside, both professionally and personally. And if you follow the methodology that I'm about to recommend, then hopefully they'll opt into yours. The goal is to aggregate a robust community of advocates by building trust and authority at the outset of the relationship, and then continue to drive value into these relationships at scale to cultivate recognition and further goodwill. Email, newsletters, your LinkedIn feed, whatever works for you. All of this puts you in a position to be able to recruit much more effectively from an engaged audience. Plus, it's the catalyst to turning on the inbound spigot. Referrals, introductions, inside information, advice and friendships will become your new normal. And then it's goodbye to endless sourcing and endless cold outreach. Okay. So to achieve this level of trust and authority, it all starts with the first conversation. This is where the rubber meets the road, and that's the piece we're going to focus on today. The approach I recommend you adopt, I call relationship before role, whereby you build the relationship first before you start talking in detail about any specific role you need to fill. The aspirational goal here is to become a trusted advisor to every candidate you speak with and transform from the hopeful recruiter who pitches the opportunity and then asks, would this role be of interest to you? To the informed recruiter who understands enough about their prospect to say, I have a role that I know would interest you and here's why. Or not, as the case may be. But if you try and sell a role to someone before you build a relationship, you'll never achieve trusted advisor status and you'll never build a robust referral network and you'll sentence yourself to a stressful life of endless sourcing and endless cold outreach. In other words, what I'm describing here is the shift from selling to solving. And that, as we say back at home, is bloody marvellous. So what does the relationship before role or trusted advisor approach look like? Well, my answer is actually two-part. First is the conversation strategy, guidelines that will help you adopt the right behavior during your first call, which I call the REACT rules. And then there's the tactical SAMS framework, which describes the conversation pit stops you'll need to observe in order to paint an accurate picture of your prospect. So let's go through the REACT conversation rules first, the strategy piece. REACT, as you may already know, is an acronym for Rapport, Explore, Acknowledge, Confirm, and that's right. So the R is for rapport. At the beginning especially, and throughout the conversation, you're looking to disarm your prospect from their potentially guarded and suspicious state, so as to create a safe enough space for a real conversation to flourish. It's when you make that human connection 
and demonstrate genuine interest in your prospect, plus maybe a degree of humility and vulnerability, that the relationship really starts to take off. The E in React is for explore. Put your explorer's hat on throughout the conversation and paint the most complete picture you can of your prospect. You're going to need to figure out what makes your candidate tick, who they are, what they're doing, what they want to do, what's going to motivate them to do it, and what they bring to the table. So it's really important to stay curious throughout the call and learn as much as you can about the person you're speaking with. Up next is acknowledge. It's very important throughout your conversation to acknowledge your prospect's perspective in order to demonstrate your empathy and understanding of the situation. One of the best ways of doing this is by repeating some of their own words back to them, which is called mirroring. And don't just say, I understand in acknowledgement. Be specific about what it is that you do understand. The more you acknowledge, the more empathy you show, the stronger the bond will be that you create. Okay, next, the C in React is confirm. You have to confirm the negatives in order to diffuse them, to keep the conversation real and totally differentiate yourself from the type of person who avoids objections or brushes them aside with contempt. One of the best ways of confirming and diffusing negatives is to label the problem with a statement that begins with, it sounds like, it feels like, or it seems like. For example, you might say to a passive candidate, it sounds like you're not actually looking right now, but you may be open to hearing about absolutely the right opportunity in the future. Whatever the negative, it's important to address it head on with authenticity in order to diffuse the problem, even if you don't have an immediate solution. Finally, the T in React well, this is a great tip from the book, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. The phrase you're looking to elicit throughout the conversation is, that's right. Not you're right or I think you're right. The phrase, that's right, is a clear signal from your prospect that they're comfortable moving forward with you. Because by saying that's right, they're telling you that they trust you and they're beginning to respect you. The more times you hear that's right, the stronger the bond is that you'll develop. So, in summary... You've built rapport, you've put your explorer's hat on, you've acknowledged everything they say, you've confirmed and diffused the negatives, and ultimately you've heard the phrase, that's right, hopefully throughout the conversation, which shows they trust and respect you. So that's the strategy piece. The second part of my answer are the tactics you deploy under the umbrella of those React conversation rules. And as I said previously, this is the SAM system, you know, the conversation pit stops you need to observe. The key here is to use the SAM system with the React rules in mind before you go into any detail about the role you're looking to fill. Remember to be a solver, not a seller. Okay, so here's the SAM system. Situation, aspirations, motivations, skills. Situation. With rapport building in mind, start off with some safe questions about their current role, projects, or initiatives that they're working on and maybe some recent professional accomplishments that they're proud of, you know, to further warm up the conversation and begin the process of skills and experience evaluation. It's really important to keep it conversational and try to stick to open questions. Remember, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Up next is aspirations. Once you've got a good feel for their current state, it's time to start investigating what their future state looks like, the type of role, the type of company, the type of work they want to end up doing. What does their next opportunity look like? Next, 
is motivations. What are the underlying catalysts or motivators that are actually going to galvanize them into action? And why would a move like this be so meaningful? Getting to the bottom of their motivators is kind of where the magic happens from a relationship development standpoint, because you're giving oxygen to their most innermost drivers and dreams. And don't forget, two ears, one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak. By the way, never underestimate the power of questions about culture. As I've always said on the podcast, culture is the biggest mover of people, both in and out of companies. So connecting with your candidate about culture motivators can be a very powerful lever and a big part of their incentive to make a change. Finally, skills and experience. By now, you've built enough rapport to find out truthfully what they're capable of. Don't rely on questions like, how would you rate your JavaScript skills on a scale of 1 to 10? Instead, ask, what are some of the most interesting business problems you've solved as a developer? And how did you do it? How did the company benefit as a result? What's your greatest accomplishment as a developer? Skills and experience are obviously important, but attitude and outcomes are much more powerful levers in my experience. Plus, skills can always be learned, and it's my belief that great companies hire for attitude and train for skills. And that's it. The SAM system in a nutshell, which exists under the umbrella of React, your rules to conducting a meaningful conversation, which will help you build rock-solid relationships and hence an incredibly powerful referral network, which will massively reduce your reliance upon cold Canada outreach and turbocharge your ability to fill roles quickly and effectively. What's not to love about that? Anyway, hope this all makes sense. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please reach out to me and let's connect on LinkedIn and maybe even have a chat. I'll be back next week with an expert on recruitment marketing automation software. Thanks for listening. Cheers for now. Bye.